Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. This show is uh, dedicated to celebrating movers and shakers in our marketplace, and today it is my pleasure to introduce Kim Hartstock. She is the Office Managing Member of Warren Everett, CPAs and Advisors. Good morning, Kim. How are you today? Good, Amanda. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've listened to a ton of my friends on your show and excited that you asked me to join you today. Well, ironically, um, someone put the bug in my ear about you about a year ago, but then we had the pandemic and like we were talking about before the show, we kind of had to pivot. So I'm glad that we are here in the flesh Yeah. now in a different day and we can have this experience together. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, let's just start a little bit uh, to share with our listeners a little bit about what you do for your company and, and your role within, and then we'll kind of go from there. Sure. So Warren Averett is a regional CPA and advisory firm. Uh, we do the traditional audit, accounting, tax services that you would think of, but I really emphasize the word advisory because that is that is really where we, we help our clients. And so um, we have a team of over 800 professionals that are located throughout the Southeast, and I am the managing partner of the Atlanta office, and so my my role responsibility is to market and promote and develop the Atlanta market and just make sure that in our market, people know who we are and they know what we do, and I'm able to connect our professionals and our, our experts to the people that, that they can add value to. Add value. Now, the world of CPAs and advisors, is it's pretty competitive out there. Yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> I go to a lot of networking events and there's probably a dozen CPAs in the room at each one. Sure. So obviously, you know, you have a vibrant personality and you are present in the marketplace. What would you say sets uh, Warren, I'm, am I saying it right, Everett? Averett. Averett, yep. excuse me, apart from any other advisors that might be in the same room with uh, someone that you seek to do business with? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I think one is that we really do stress the advisory role. And so something that we often say is that we are trusted advisors, not trusted historians. And so a historian is someone who, after the fact, reports to you, right? Mm -hmm. So after the end of the year, they give you your financial reports. After the end of the year, they give you your tax return. From, from our perspective, there are a lot of people that can do that. Mm -hmm. Where we add value is forward-looking, forward-thinking. We're constantly staying ahead of legislation, changes, changes in the standards, and being able to tell our clients what's coming so that they can make decisions before it's impacting them and they, they're fully equipped with the knowledge that they need. I think this, the second thing is that we really do specialize. And so in our firm, we don't have 800 generalists. We have specialists. And so if you are someone that, that works in the construction and real estate market, that is what you do. That is your market. You understand what's happening in the marketplace. You understand the players. You're able to come to the table with your client and have knowledgeable conversations about their industry. Mm -hmm. Same thing if it's nonprofit or technology or whatever that is. It is very much a specialist that you are working with. And I think that that adds value to our clients because 
our clients are not having to tell us what's happening in their market. We know because our team is in that market. Right. And that's where they spend their time getting education. That's where they volunteer. Those are the associations they belong to, the boards that they're on, and so on and so forth. So I think that really by specializing, that's where we really can separate ourselves from our competitors. Well, you nailed it, and I wrote it down here. It sounds like you guys are proactive versus reactive, and you're specialist versus generalist. That is exactly it. <laughs> Thank you for breaking that down. And I can tell, uh, again, based on your enthusiasm, how dedicated you are to ensuring that it is uh, a perfect fit um, for not only the vertical, but for the client and for the advisor themselves. Yeah, I mean, our, our mission is that we want to help our employees and our clients thrive by accomplishing what's important to them. And we really stress that employee and client because, um, for example, we have won best places to work the past several years um, in Atlanta, but also in other markets in our Birmingham location, our Tampa location. And, you know, we're able to provide A plus service to our clients because we have A plus talent and we work very hard to attract that talent and retain that talent. And people do a really good job when they enjoy what they do, right? I mean, if they don't, if they don't love coming to work, then they're probably not going to be that much fun to work with, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's your teammate or a client. And so we really do stress the importance of making sure that our teammates feel valued as well as our clients. clients. And now we won't spend too much time on it, but you mentioned before the show that you're also responsible for recruiting. That's right. So you have a hand in selecting the advisors that will fall into that cadence that you just mentioned. That's right. What are some things that you look for as far as qualifications or what makes a uh, candidate stand out to you? Yeah, I, I think, you know, some things for me specifically, I always am attracted to um, a student that has overcome some obstacles, right? Because that's life. Life isn't that you show up for work and it goes exactly as you planned and you calendar everything out and everything. That's not the way life works, right? And so if, if someone has already experienced something in their life to overcome, then they kind of already know that that is the way life is. And you just kind of have to roll with the punches, right? And I also like to see people that work, that work during school, because again, life isn't just one thing that you have on your plate, right? So when you come to work, then, you know, you have other responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You have friends that you want to, you want to maintain relationships with. You want associations that you want to be involved in the Gwinnett Young Professionals, right? I mean, yes. you there are different things. And then you get married, and then maybe you have children, and all of those things happen in your mm-hmm. life along with working. And so if you're a student and you've excelled at being a student, but that maybe is all that's been on your plate, it may be really difficult for you to suddenly start to juggle a lot life. of different things yeah. because that's life. And so those are things that I sometimes look for. Um, clearly, we we do need that technical knowledge. So we do look at making sure you have that degree and you've you know done well in your studies and things like that because our in our profession that is what people hire us to do is you know to Deliver. be knowledgeable and have that technical expertise yeah well you mentioned overcoming obstacles and that's something that that you look for and i would agree 100 percent that integration um, of being able to work and be so tenacious to take on other things in addition to your studies is an admirable trait um, you're a graduate of Georgia Southern University. That's you right. have your Go Eagles. Go Eagles. You have your bachelor's in business administration and your mastery of accounting. That's right. So let's take it back. Let's hop into the DeLorean, Kim, and let's talk <laughs> about when you were in college yourself and some of the 
the juggling that you did um, as a student kind of ascending into your career and motherhood and marriage as well. Yeah. So I definitely worked all throughout college. Um, I worked, there is a department store called Belk, and so in some locations they still are around. And in the South they say Belks. That's right. With an S. That's right. But Belk, um, so I ended up getting a job in their back office, and so I had a few responsibilities, uh, and it's interesting because they really, they really worked well for me getting an accounting degree because they actually gave me some sort of experience with what I was studying, but at the time I didn't necessarily seek that out so part-time my job was wrapping presents so if you remember back in the day you would you would buy something and take it to the back Mm -hmm. and you you would get complimentary gift wrapping right with that beautiful bow that's right so I can wrap a present that is one of my unknown talents with three pieces of tape and it can look spectacular right um Another one of my responsibilities, though, was to balance out their cash registers every night and make the deposit. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of got me experience with working with reports and reconciliations and and balancing things and, uh, you know, just getting some access to to that side of the the world. So I did that for um, four years throughout college. And then whenever I started getting my master's, I was a graduate assistant for uh, one of the professors, and that was my job then. But um, so I definitely worked all mm-hmm. throughout college. But I think something, you know, an obstacle that that I overcame when I was in college was my my cousin was tragically killed in a car accident, oh. and I was let's see, I think it was my sophomore year of college, and it happened literally the week of finals. Oh no! And so I missed my finals to go home um, be with your family to be with my family, and you know, but you know, I could, my options were to just drop those classes and repeat the entire semester or figure out a way to, to pull it together and study and, and go back and take those finals. And, um, the professors were so understanding of, you know, giving me an extension on that, but, um, but that, that's life, right? I mean, tragic things happen and the world goes on. Um, and you have to figure out a way to make that work. And so I think that was my first experience with, you know, this is a really terrible time, but things still still have to to happen. Right. And so, um, and I know that people overcome obstacles way more difficult than that every day. But for me at that age of 19 or 20 was, was kind of my first experience with something like that happening. Well, um, to that same token, um, I can only imagine that you had to really dig down deep because you were kind of weeding through the feelings and the emotion, but you still had to plant your feet so that you could pursue through the education piece. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, and that, that is life, you know, it's, it's both, it's, it's an and conversation, right? And Mm -hmm. I, I find myself saying that a lot. It's not, you kind of think that life is made of these choices, right? This or that. And it's oftentimes not, it's this and that, you know, and, and now being a working mother of three children and teenagers at that, that's right. And, you know, a new puppy and, you know, all the other things that go on, there aren't, it's not choices. It's choices that you make to do this and that, and you figure out ways to make that work. And there are sacrifices that you, that you make, right? Sometimes sleep, <laughs> but that's right. But, but those are the choices that you make. But I think learning to understand that everything is integrated in your life, you know, and, um, one thing that I've always been frustrated with is this com this 
conversation around work-life balance. balance. And I'm like, there is no such thing. You cannot balance this. It's work-life integration. I say the same thing. Yes. Say, did you hear that on a podcast? Because I did. <laughs> well, I, the, the first person I heard say that um, was um, Becky Blaylock wrote a book. She's here in Atlanta uh-huh. and she wrote a book and, and she talks about juggling you're you're juggling and some of the balls you're juggling are are rubber and Mm -hmm. some are glass right and so you can you're juggling and you can drop some of the rubber balls because they'll bounce and someone else will pick them up but if you drop a glass one it breaks right and so when you enter a certain stage of life you have to identify Mm -hmm. what are those glass balls that i have to be able to catch yes right those are my children that's my husband those are my family and friend relationships that I that are fragile, right? But there are other things that I want to do. Right. They're important to me. But if I drop them, somebody else, maybe it's an opportunity for somebody else who doesn't have as many things that they're juggling to pick that rubber ball up and run with it. And maybe they'll do it better than me, you know? So I, that was the first time I'd really heard that concept. And I stress it all the time because... We have a lot of women in our firm, which is a really awesome thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have young professional women that, you know, have really young children. And I remember what that was was like. like, And you, you think, how can I do this? And so just to be able to sit across from someone and say, I've been there. Mm -hmm. I know how that feels. You can make it to the other side. You are going to, you are going to get through this. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe it, you change your perception of what your expectations are of how life looks right now, right? Maybe instead of achieving this by this year, you're going to give yourself a little bit more time yeah. because your priorities have changed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that those things are not important. They're just not the most important thing right now. Yes. And I also like the the parallel, and I've actually heard that um, that before from a mutual friend of ours, Joy Mitchell. Oh, she uses the same rubber and glass ball reference. And she's an amazing one at doing that. She is. And it makes me think, okay, it's, it's okay to let one of the balls drop the rubber balls, because that's a testament to resilience. It could bounce back and it could be even stronger, or you could catch it on the right, you know, step. It doesn't mean that it's forsaken or lost forever. I mean, rubber bounces. That's right. Come back around. So I like that. Um, And I do like the expression as well. The balance you think of what is the thing um, that the attorneys, the triple beam balance or whatever that scale is, one is losing while the other is winning and vice versa. And the integration is the key word. Yeah, you don't want to lose your family while you're succeeding in your career in or, or vice, vice versa. versa. So, yeah, so yeah. The integration. That's I like right. your motto. Um, going back to, to mom life, if you don't mind really quickly, uh, you are a mother of three teenagers and yes. you're a successful career woman and your husband also owns his own business. That's right. And you got a new puppy. <laughs> so tell me what a day looks like in Kim's house from the time that you wake up. Oh gosh. What is the first thing that you do in the morning? Whether it be... Well, now it's take the puppy the out. So... <laughs> Um, you know, no, no day looks the same, to be honest with you. I live by my calendar. Um, I mean, I schedule everything. I schedule, um, everything with my husband. So we, we share our calendar so Uh that we know what's going on in each other's lives. Um, I exercise. That's really important to me Mm -hmm. for my mental health and my physical health. So I, and I calendar it, but, but I do well to do that in the morning Mm -hmm. so a lot of times that is the first thing that I do is go to the gym Mm -hmm. and I'll give a plug to a local um I work out at Alloy Personal Training for Women which is in Swanee and um my coach 
I have two coaches, Anthony and Caroline, and they do a fantastic job. Um, many of our mutual friends work out there mm-hmm. as well. And um, so that is very important to me to do in the morning. And then, you know, come home and, and get on emails and phone calls and meetings and the day starts. And then it's, you know, coordinating in what the kids have going on and balancing out, you know, events that I have going on in the evenings versus the kids activities, making sure my husband's aware of those Mm -hmm. things, things that we have as a family. And so really looking at the week ahead and making sure that I know what is on the schedule is really important. So organization, yes, planning in advance. I also live by my calendar. Uh, What kind of dog did you just get? So we just got a Bernie Doodle. Uh, her name is Hazel. What's the Bernie part? So, so she, her mother is a Bernie's Mountain Dog, and her dad is a Poodle. And is that she, like the Beethoven-looking dogs kind of? Um, like no, humongous? that's a St. Bernard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so she, her, I, we also have a Golden Doodle, Henry. So Henry and Hazel. Aww. And Henry is six, mm-hmm. and Hazel is 11 weeks old. Are they getting along well? Uh, Henry is completely ignoring her. Oh, okay. He's well, not quite accepted her into the household. Order. Yet. Yeah, he's That's like, right. I'm not. I'm not an only <laughs> dog anymore. Everyone's. Everyone is adjusting to mom's attention being shifted, shifted to now to yeah. another person. The new so, baby. Of That's course. right. That's right. We'll have to see some pictures after. After oh, for the sure. show. Um, kind of going back all, along with entrepreneurship and, and success of household and family, uh, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what your husband, Stephen, right? Yes. Stephen does. I know that he is a, a local fan or people are fans <laughs> of his barbecue, and I'll let you take it from here and share a little bit about that. Sure. So, um, yes, he is a local celebrity. You know, <laughs> he's very, he's, he's made a name for himself for sure. So he actually had a career, a very successful career in home building for many years. And then he just had this passion for barbecue and was doing it on nights and weekends and, and just doing kind of backyard barbecue competitions and developed his own line of seasonings. And he gave those out at our wedding and he called it Socks Love Rub, uh-huh. Sock from our name, right. Heart and Sock, love from the and wedding. Love for the Wedding, and then it was a rub. And so it was just in this little tin can. It was his own seasoning. He made 50 of them, mm-hmm. gave them out to guests. After the wedding, people called, and they were like, we love this. Oh, can wow. we buy it? Where can we get it? And so he created a little company and started selling it um, in local hardware stores and places that they sell grilling you know, supplies. Mm-hmm. And that really led to him promoting those seasonings on social media. So he was posting pictures of the things he was cooking Mm -hmm. and people started asking, do you cater? And some friends of ours who were local restaurateurs said, do it, just say yes. And so the first thing he catered was a friend of ours rehearsal dinner for a hundred people. And we're sitting over in the corner, you know, with bated breath are they going to like this or are they going to go back and they loved it Mm. so that that led to him doing catering kind of on weekends and holidays and and then he came to me and said you know I I think I really want to do this and how do I how do I go about this and I said well you're gonna have to quit your job because you can't you can't do do both both, right and so he quit his job in 2016 and we opened a little place that was just for catering just a kitchen to cater out of Mm -hmm. And then two years later, he opened that for lunch and 
Um, now we've been open for three years as a restaurant and last year he was voted best barbecue in Atlanta according to the AJC Wow! so he he is just it's really amazing to see someone discover their passion and be very good at it and bring it to life that's right and just be able to cheer him on along the way and now our daughter works there uh-huh. um, maybe they're listening right yes. now I'll give Caroline well, a shout the location out so people sure can go visit. yeah so it's on highway 20 and coming um, so if you're familiar with that area, uh, Northside Forsyth Hospital is right around the corner, and um, he's about half a mile from 400. Okay. Socks love barbecue. Socks love barbecue. And the name stuck, too. That's, That's so right. cute. I and love that. And it's funny because he tried to change it for a period of time um, when he stuck. was just catering, mm-hmm. and people kept saying but aren't you the socks love people yeah. and so he said you know what this is who we are we're gonna stick, stick with, with it. it we still have some people that come by like huh where did that come from and then when you tell the story it's they're so, like oh yeah. yeah that makes sense so, and it's a great conversation piece. that's right yeah and it's unusual it's unique it's, it's something sweet. that um you know is unique to him and mm-hmm. and definitely you would remember it yeah and i can't i bet the people listening or even the, the first 50 people that were guests at your weddings were like i had the first taste before it was even famous some of them still have that little tin can tin, and yeah. it's it's funny we we kept one so we have it and um you know just think wow Memory. it all started yeah. with that well i'll have to come by and visit sometime we would love to have you in. yes um i do want to uh, make sure that we emphasize all of your community participation and what you do and then i have a couple questions just personally that sure. i'd like to ask you so uh, before the show we were chatting and we have a mutual friend randy redner that's right um, so you serve on the board of the community foundation for northeast georgia i do and in addition, you serve on the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce Executive Board, the Gwinnett Pan- Planning and Commission. Uh, pick maybe a couple and just unpack a little bit about your your um, your community involvement. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, so I, I was born and raised in a house of public servants. And so my dad was a police officer my entire childhood. My mom worked in the school system. Um, they both were big volunteers with our church and um so that was that was important to me growing up i always knew that it was important to be involved in your community right that your community is only as good as the people that are investing in it and participating and so i've been in gwinnett county for 18 years and but my career had really been focused on metro atlanta and a few years ago someone gave me some really important advice and said you know this is your home like you really need to get more invested you need to spend some more time here and at the time i was able to uh, meet with commissioner brooks so jace brooks is the former district one board of commissioner and he he really encouraged me to kind of dive in and, and came to me and said i have this great opportunity um, to serve on the planning commission. And I said, great, what's the planning commission? <laughs> what is the planning commission? And so, um, you know, the planning commission is charged with handling all rezoning applications for unincorporated Gwinnett County. Wow. So if someone wants to develop, you know, a, a commercial piece of property, um, that maybe was previously zoned as a residential piece of property, they have to come before our board, go through an application process, go through a public hearing, mm-hmm. and, and we make voted. our, that's right, yeah. we vote and make a recommendation to the board of commissioners who then makes a decision on mm-hmm. it. And I, at the time, I thought, well, I don't really have any business with this. I, I'm, I don't have a background in this. But what he saw was I, I'm an accredited facilitator, and he felt like that was a need that, that could be served well. Um, you have all, oftentimes a highly controversial case that, mm-hmm. you know, a property owner has the right to sell their house or their property. A developer has the right to develop that property as a business. 
but the community has has a vested interest, right? If you if your biggest asset is your investment in your home, then you care what's being developed across the street or behind you. And so you have all of these forces that are working. There's a lot of tension there, right? And so I view my role in that as my role is to make sure that our community gets the best development. Mm -hmm. And we are growing. We know that. I mean, that's a great thing that Gwinnett County is growing like it is. But we have to make sure that we do it responsibly and we have smart development. And and if you're not invested in that process, then you could lose that. And so I take it very seriously. It's it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I, I invest a lot of time in these in these cases and hearing from the constituents, hearing from the developer, hearing from everyone that has a stake in this and making sure that their voice is heard and making sure that we arrive at a decision that's best for the county. And I, I say oftentimes, most of the time, no one ends up happy with that decision, right? Because yeah. somebody has to give on every side in order to make it work. Um, sometimes people get happy if we vote against something that they didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it's coming to some sort of compromise. Uh, and, and I enjoy it. And I think that it's it makes me feel like I have a little bit of a part of making our community better for the future. Mm-hmm. Sounds kind of like you have to do a little bit of moderating when you're in that that position. When you were saying that, I was laughing because um, I before I came to Gwinnett, I lived in Peachtree City, and okay. Noonan is just on the outskirts. And similar instance, they wanted to build a starship, like novelty shop, like right in front of some residential areas. So it was a big battle. And I assume that the the planning you know, commission was also having that conversation. Well, the starship won. And the residents are extremely upset because there's a novelty shop directly across the street. So I can imagine. Yeah, those cases are not, not fun to work. Not fun, I can imagine. <laughs> Um, well, obviously you're passionate about what you do and you're able to apply um, your expertise to those boards and help benefit the community. Um, you serve in the chamber, you participate in associations. From a business standpoint or from a community outreach or involvement, what are some organizations that you enjoy participating events? Like uh, you mentioned associations. We're obviously mm-hmm. in the chairman's club and the chamber together. What other arenas can, can be found in and where do you find value in networking? Well, the chamber is a huge part of that. Um, And I think that, you know, we all should be invested in the chamber because the chamber is the lifeblood and the energy of our community. And just as I mentioned, Gwinnett County growing, we need those businesses, we need those business leaders to be active in that growth so that we can make sure that we're growing in the right in the right way. Um, and most of my friends are in the chamber. So I love going to events because I run into my friends Mm -hmm. and, but those are business relationships too, Mm -hmm. because when you have that relationship, when a client has a need, whether it's calling a banker or an attorney or an insurance person, whoever that is, I have a relationship that I can pick up the phone and say, I have a client who needs your help. Right. And this past year, that 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 Rolodex of relationships was very important because there were businesses that were struggling with a variety of issues mm-hmm. that needed expert advice and for me to know those people and be able to call on them was was very important but you know I also want to stress how important I think it is for women to have a network of women Mm -hmm. and that is a huge part of of my my time is investing in my my friendships my relationships with other women 
I don't buy into the narrative that women don't support each other, that women are difficult to work together. That has never been my experience. I've had a lot of women that have been mentors and advocates for me throughout my career. And now where I am having other women that can relate to, you know, having, having a large responsibility uh, job and and also wanting to value their their marriage and their job as a mom, mm-hmm. that's important to me. And it's important to get away and, and have fun with those friends and be able to, you know. Lift each other up. That's right. And encourage each other. And, you know, when, when someone says, because we all, also women uh, have this real tendency to um, not believe that we are worth what we're getting or that we haven't quite reached the level that, mm-hmm. you know, we we see it in others, but we don't oftentimes see it in ourselves. And so to have a network around you that believes in you, oftentimes more than you believe in yourself, and is right there to cheer you on and pick you up, I think is very important. And in terms of, you know, giving advice to, to young women as they're coming up, I would say invest in those relationships because they they will become more and more important to you and they're priceless they really are and stick with them i think that you and i share a passion for servant leadership and this is my first year that i have been active on a board i serve on the gwinnett young professionals board and i have formed some relationships that will be long lasting um, we were friends prior but through this experience and through our service it has brought us so much closer together and uh same like you said great to pick up the phone give a referral and just have you know your core people yes. that sense of community or that sense of belonging i do just want to give a shout out to our great Chamber of Commerce because this chamber provides so many resources for professionals and for the community and there are so many fun things that you can participate in as well socially and then also from the business development side. That's right and really you know no matter what size your business is what level you know if you're just starting out or Mm -hmm. if you're a very seasoned professional they can meet you where you are. They've designed the programs to to fit all All different stages of business life and 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 you to get involved as much as you want to and uh, yeah i'm with you i'm a big fan of the chamber Mm -hmm. and and can't stress enough how important i think it is to get involved and again as you're giving advice to young people as they're starting out in their profession that is a great way to get connected and have access to very successful business leaders and that you can form friendships with to and those being able to call someone and say, can can we go grab coffee? You know, I'm at this place in my career that I really need some advice. And I can't imagine anyone saying, saying no. no to that. Yeah. If they said no, you come find Kim. She'll help <laughs> you out. Um, so it kind of in the same uh, spirit of servant leadership, what are some things that you enjoy off the clock with your family um, that aren't necessarily attached to your uh, service on the boards or committees? Yeah, so uh, you know, I do have three children, and they have activities. So a lot of times, I'm you're, you can find me at a lacrosse game or a hockey game um, because my boys play, and mm-hmm. and that's very important to them, and um, it's important to me to cheer them on and and make sure that they're getting um, the support that they need. Yes. So you can find me there or carpooling to those events. <laughs> so I, you know, I often have four or five boys going Takes to lacrosse, some one yeah. of those places. Um, but what I love to do you know, I love water. So the lake, the beach, Mm -hmm. um, that is really where I can just take a few days to just, you know, turn everything off and rest and relax. Because 
I, I don't do that a lot. Um, so to be able to to schedule that in is important for our family. Memorial Day weekend is a is a annual thing yeah. that we we go away and we go to the lake to be able to just have fun together and hang out. And um, we go to the beach every summer again for that same reason to just unplug. Mm-hmm. But that's really kind of my place to sit in front of water gives me calm and peace and um this mind doesn't turn off very much and so to have places that I can do that is is really important my husband and I also uh, our hobby is is eating (laughs) I like to eat so (laughs) we we love to go to try new places yes and you know if it's a unique dining experience then that's right up our alley so um it's really, I'll give a shout out to a local restaurant. Um, Falling Rabbit is in downtown Duluth. And I would say it is, you know, comparable to any of the fine dining experiences that you can find in downtown Atlanta. Um, They are, they're just putting out really unique dishes that are, um, you know, seasonal food, seasonal vegetables, um, very well prepared, beautiful atmosphere. The the location is beautiful. Um, but we, so we love to do that. I mean, I think partly just supporting an entrepreneur and understanding how difficult it is to, to open a restaurant yes. and have it become successful and keep it there. Um, Especially coming out of the pandemic. Yes. And, you know, we, we went this past week to Bacchanalia, which has been the number one rated restaurant in Atlanta for like 20 years. I mean, so to have that kind of success and that longevity is unheard of. But, um, you know, people's passion and creativity coming out in the, in the form of food is just something that's very inspiring. Um, I, I always say we were destined, my husband and I were destined to be there because he loves to cook and I love to eat. So it, it's a, <laughs> a match, match made. made <laughs> is the Falling Rabbit over there kind of uh, like um, in the main street? Yeah, it's like right on the area. square. I think I've seen that on social media. I'll have to stop by. Um, I've heard great things about that. And it's as a well. husband and wife that, that opened it. And um, so we've been there several times and we love to support restaurants like that. Yes. I like supporting local as well. Well, Kim, I don't know if any of our listeners out there know this about you, but Kim hosts her own or co-hosts a podcast actually called The Wrap. I do. And I just learned that today. That's why you're so well-spoken and such a natural on the mic. Um, I do want you to give a little bit of a shout out to to what you do. Explain to our listeners uh, the format of the show, what what you look to provide and where they can find Sure. Uh, so I co-host the rap with my uh, one of my fellow partners, Paul Perry, and our goal is to give business leaders information that is current, relevant, but that is in a timely, quick fashion. So our our shows are fifteen to twenty minutes long. They're meant to just get get in, get right to the point, and let them get on with their day. And we really try to stay on topic with what is currently happening in the environment. For example, I shared with you last year was full of the legislation that was coming out. You know, it was it was like drinking from a, a hose. hose. You know, like <laughs> you're. It was like every day you'd open the news and it's something else had changed. And so, as a business leader, to keep up with that and make decisions that were very impactful. You know, these were being able to save on taxes, being able to um, be able to get some help. If you right. had to close your your business, business. Um, help if you had 
employees that were sick or had family members that were sick, you know, things like that. And we really tried to get that information out as fast as we could. And so, yeah, you can go listen to previous episodes anywhere that you can hear a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us. You can also go to our website, warnavert.com, and you can find the wrap link that. there as well. I do have to ask just as a fellow podcaster out of curiosity, how did you guys come up with the name? So, well, the wrap, it's really based our logo, the the W mm-hmm. kind of goes along with our W logo for mm-hmm. Warren Averett, but the, we have a wrap um, newsletter and we have a wrap podcast. And really it's just to wrap up the, the week or the month, whatever that low, you know, information mm-hmm. is that we wanted to get out um, to be able to give you one quick summary page that you could see all the current information um, either on the new- newsletter or through our podcast. I like the yeah. wrap, but it actually has a twofold meeting because we just learned about your previous experience with Belk. So you, <laughs> you wrap it up. Yeah. It's a wrap. And we always end each podcast with wrap it up in 60 seconds or less with what do you want a listener to take away to from take this away. episode. I yeah. like that. That's nice. And I really appreciate abbreviated podcasts as, as I sit here and I go for 45 minutes plus because we're, <laughs> we're deep diving. But some of my favorite podcasts are really succinct, just messages, 12 to 17 minutes. And yes. I find tremendous value. I will gobble them up when I'm doing my makeup. I'll listen to three or four. Yes. But um, I do like the long ones too. So um, get- a couple ones that I really love. Um, Annie F. Downs has one that's called That Sounds Fun. Mm-hmm. And she interviews a variety of different uh, business leaders, celebrities, authors, you know, but, and really it's just, and then it, her last question is always, what sounds fun? You know, what do you do for fun? And then the other one I love is, um, I do love Armchair Expert, which is Dak Shepard. Yes. And he's known to go for two or three hours, but he keeps it, you're interested yeah. and you're, you're listening Engaged, and, yeah. I, and I don't want to fast forward. And so I think that that's, that's a really good skill as an interviewer where the person isn't looking at their watch wondering when is this going to yeah, end, you know, right. but you're kind of, Whoa, I didn't realize that we've gone through 30 minutes or an hour, you know, that I think that's a really good sign of a great good conversation. Yeah. And I'll say, I do like longer podcasts too. Um, I'll be driving to Virginia this weekend to go visit my parents and I will listen to long shows and I'll listen to podcasts the entire way. That's what carries me there. Right. So there's something for everyone out there. You guys can simply type in the wrap in uh, your search bar. Also search for celebrating powerhouse women and hit subscribe. So you don't miss a beat. That's right. Cause there are some really great women that you have talked to already. Women. And I will say just because she's one of our favorites, we'll give a shout out to Terry Jondal. Um, because she helped make this possible. Yes. She believed in, in this mission over a year ago, and here we are today, still carrying forward. Um, you yourself are a powerhouse woman. As I, I mentioned before, You know, we've kind of circled around each other in the marketplace. I would consider you an influencer. You, um, you have a strong footing with women, entrepreneurs, so on and so forth. So why is it so important to you to emphasize the message of powerhouse women? Why is it so important um, to Kim? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm fortunate that I was raised by a father and a mother, but I think for dads to believe in their girls and, you know, let them think you can be a powerhouse woman, you know, you don't need to um, shrink down, you know, to fit in. You can, you can have a loud voice. Um, It wouldn't surprise anyone that I was the kid who got in trouble for talking too much at school (laughs) or, you know, being too involved, inserting myself. Um, And so to, to not be told that something wrong, but that there's a way to channel that for good. um, Not everyone gets that, you know, 
spoken into them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is important to, to, you know, raise up young women to, to think you do have a voice and we want to hear it and you do have a seat at the table. Um, and as I mentioned, I had many women before me, you know, pave the way and be mentors and advocates for me. And I think that I owe it to the women that are coming up behind me, my daughter, my nieces, um, which is funny because I have all nieces. So my brother has two girls. My sister has two girls. My husband's brother has two girls. His other brother just had a baby, a girl. So we have girls in this family and, and, and many of them have strong personalities, Mm -hmm. even at the age of six, you know, and I, and I'm like, just channel that in because they can change, they can make changes. And, um, one of my favorite quotes is by who I, who I view as one of the biggest game changers in American culture, which is, um, was the former justice, um, Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And one of her quotes is fight for the things that are important to you, but do it in a way that will cause others to join you. And, because you can you can use your voice and find yourself by yourself because it intimidates or drives away but if you can use your voice to lead for change and have others join with you that's when movements are made right and and we now as women fight we don't have to fight so hard to have a seat at the table you know thanks to people like justice ginsburg that made legal changes for us to have that right but there are other populations that need us to speak up for them as well. And so I think being able to, um, we need powerhouse women, right? We need it to, to make this world better. And we need women to realize that they need to, to dive into that. You know, I know the, the book lean in is sometimes controversial. I think that it was, it was, it was groundbreaking when it, when it came out. And I think there's a lot of good things in that book that are saying, you know, don't wait for someone to pull that chair out go pull the chair out and sit at the table, right? You, we need your voice. Don't, don't wait for the perfect opportunity because there's not going to be a perfect opportunity. And now more than ever with all the diversity, equality, and inclusion um, initiatives that are going on, it's, uh, it's, it's a prime, prime market. It's a prime world for all of us to, to make, that, make that place or make that space, as you said. I think it's funny you were saying that you have all nieces and you're the only one that has boys. That's right. So- <laughs> You got the jeans with the boys. Yeah. So, so everyone comes to our house to, to have the, you know, when they were little, now they're not, but when they were little, the sword fights and the, mm-hmm. my sister said, I didn't know boys fought about everything. I'm like, yes, they're boys. That's what they do. Boys, they'll be boys. <laughs> Kim, you've said some very uh, impactful things. You see this entire page of notes that I have here. That's how I retain information. Um, for our listeners, our young professionals, women specifically, what would you um, like to say to them uh, as far as perseverance or somebody that's maybe looking to achieve greatness within their career, what advice would you give them in order to persevere? I think, you know, two things really stick out to me. One is be you, right? Like you're uniquely made and you have gifts that are unique to you and you have strengths. So, you know, yes, we all want to continue to get better. We all want to be the best version of ourselves. but don't focus on all the things that you're not great at find those things that you are good at, find those things that are, that are your strength and find ways to, to use those, right? Like, um, I'm a CPA, but I am different, right? And I, I realized that early on, like, I don't want to sit in my office and just look at spreadsheets and checklists. There are many CPAs that do want to do that and are, and excel at that. But for me, it was, I'm unique that I 
want to go meet new people and I want to I want to be sharing a message and I want to be the one being the spokesman. So find ways for me to go do that because not everybody can or wants to do that, right? And so find those things that are gifts to you that are strengths and and find ways to to use them, put them to work. The other thing I would say is say yes. I mean, you know, I said yes to things well before I should have or was prepared to do them. Um, one thing I think about is I got the opportunity to join join the board of Susan G. Komen of Atlanta. Um, I was the youngest person on the board. I was pregnant with my first child. I I did not have really any experience of being on a board, but they came to me and said, we have a need um, for a treasurer and we want to ask you to, to join the board and be our treasurer. I said yes, you know, was, you know, could I have used a little more experience? Could I have um, waited until I wasn't about to become a new mom? I could have, but I might not have gotten that opportunity again. And so I think say yes when those opportunities come because, you know, you'll, you have people around you that can help you get what you need to close that gap, but you might not get the opportunity again. So when those opportunities come that you think, oh, I just don't know if I'm ready for it. Just take that leap of faith. It's not as big of a leap as you think it is, I, you know, most of the time. But just say yes. Just say yes. Um, well, she started as the treasurer and then she went on to be the president. She's the past board president <laughs> of the Susan G. Coleman. And I'm sure that they're still able to call upon you for assistance or advice. Yeah, um, I have many, time? many friends who are still at Komen, And it's a place that's close to my heart. Both of my grandmothers battled breast cancer mm. and... Um, and so it's something they've done amazing work. Um, they really changed the game of philanthropy yeah. and in terms of, you know, marketing a cause mm-hmm. and they've done incredible work of advancing the ability for women to be diagnosed and survive breast cancer. So they'll always be uh, an near important organization to yeah. me. Yeah. When you were just saying, you know, uh, don't be scared to fail and, you know, just take the first step. I'm, I'm reminded of a quote that actually was um, on the chalkboard at Goodward Brewing. <laughs> it says you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to see the first step to That's take right. the leap. And I think about that all the time because often I want to see the path clearly. I can see the first step very well, but I can't see the whole thing. And that's where, like you said, just say yes, you have to just take that leap. And, and the thing is, is that's the joy of life is that you don't know right if you if you look back and thought five years ago would I have thought my life would look like this probably not and would you have missed out some amazing on some amazing things trying to plan for everything instead of just taking the first step and then receiving what comes after that right amazing well I would like to just offer you the opportunity to share anything uh, a lasting thought or message with our listeners before we wrap up. Kim, I very much enjoyed our conversation and I think I could talk to you for probably three hours. So um, <laughs> we can do it again another time. Again, we just don't, yes. yeah, we, we don't have to meet over a microphone. We can, we can do whatever coffee. That's right. Yes. Um, I don't know that I have any, you know, long lasting words of wisdom mm-hmm. other than, you know, just to encourage young professionals to reach out and, you know, ask someone to go to coffee, you yeah. know, and just get to know someone and ask them what their path was and and do that many times because you might be able to learn from 10 different people that maybe help you make the one decision that you need to make but I can't stress enough how important it is to have people around you that can believe in you when you doubt yourself or lift you up when you have those moments of 
trip and fall failure. Um, and those, those relationships will be impactful from a business perspective and personal. So, you know, invest in those relationships, ask for help and, and don't, don't minimize those. Kim, if someone wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about uh, your services, your CPA services, or just connect with you personally, maybe on LinkedIn, do you want to give them how they can find you? Yeah, sure. So um, our website, warrenaverett.com, is a great way to, to see about our firm and connect with me and, and other professionals. Uh, I'll give my email, which is kim.hartsock at warrenaverett.com, and that's H-A-R-T-S-O-C-K. And um, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram or other places like that. Yes. You can see pictures of the new puppy. Okay, I'll have to go and look <laughs> at the puppy. And then also, if you guys wanted to try that barbecue in coming, it sucks. Love barbecue. That's right. And maybe we'll meet there for lunch rather next sure. time. Sure. And you can find together. him online and also oh. on Instagram as well. And our producer slash my partner Mike would also like to join us for lunch. He said, <laughs> "We'll <laughs> we'll bring you like to you, Mike. This. We'll bring you to." Um, Kim, thank you again so much for joining me. I've enjoyed our conversation today, and I know that our listeners um, have learned a lot. For those of you listening for the first time, thank you for joining us today. And if you're returning, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Remember, you can listen to our live broadcast Fridays at 1130 a.m. at businessradiox.com. Our shows are available 24-7 online. You can also find them on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Where do you listen to your shows, Kim? I listen mostly to um, Apple podcast yeah, and then too. also on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Thank you, um, Apple, for including that icon on all of our phones yes. so that we can just directly listen. Connect with us on social media, guys, at Gwinnett Radio X. Excuse me. Yes, at Gwinnett Radio X. And until next time, I'm Amanda Pierch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. <laughs>